It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Michael Pappas. Hello. You're, you're back from Texas. Yes, I am. I'm exhausted. Here we are. Happy Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Happy Tuesday. Got a lot to talk about, but first, uh, before we get into Cam's brother coming to Auburn, recruiting for Auburn football, recruiting for Auburn basketball, we may talk a little bit about players reporting back to campuses on June 8th. First, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Built Bar. Had one this weekend. I sent you a picture of it after I was done. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter brownie. Mm-hmm. It's the best flavor. Try other ones. Let me know if you disagree, but I, I think it's pretty strong. I think it's pretty strong. Best tasting bar. Hard to explain until you um, really experience it as far as how healthy it is and how tasty it is. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. And, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's something that we're really excited about here throughout the Locked On Podcast Network. They are, uh, they're constantly adding new flavors, so you can check all that out at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. First off, we got a little uh, Cam Newton's little brother, mm-hmm. Kalen Newton. Mm-hmm. He's now a member of the Auburn football team. He is. He is a preferred walk-on, recruited walk-on, whatever you want to call it. As far as I understand, um, I think is a wide receiver. Uh, I think I think you're right. So graduated from Howard, transferred to Auburn. He has two years of eligibility left and can play right away. He announced he was transferring halfway through the season last year when Howard was one in five. Their lone win was against the powerhouse that is Delaware State. Yeah, it's a really interesting situation. He was the MEAC Offensive Player of the Year as a freshman and as a sophomore. And then I guess they got a new coach, and, like, everyone hated him. And then he got fired. That's thanks to be that guy. Yeah. I guess they, like, cited, like, uh, verbal abuse of players or something. Gosh. I guess a bunch of guys announced they were transferring, and then they, I'm sure the university was like, what, what is going on? Yeah, like, we're losing uh, our, whole, our whole football team. Yeah. So it makes sense to bring him in for depth for the quarterback room just to begin with. Yeah, it's just something back there behind Bo. Yeah. bodies. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, obviously he's a very good athlete and he has experience. And, and apparently his social medias have shown him working out as a wide receiver. If he can do that, might as well put him out there. I mean, I think so. Give him a chance to, to, to do some things. And so uh, I saw a tweet Pat Nix's son will be throwing passes to Cam Newton's brother. And. Bo Jackson's nephew. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> um, saw a headline last night. I uh, got a push notification from the Bleacher Report app. It's like top center puts Auburn in top four. And we live in a time where like that could be the top center for football or for basketball. Because we don't know. Which was it? It was football. That's what I thought. It was football. Uh, but just what a time to be alive mm-hmm. that Auburn can recruit at that level in both sports. But four-star center James Brockermeyer of Fort Worth, Texas, named his Final Four. You want to give a shout-out to Texas real quick? You just um, got back from so there? This is the guy from All Saints Episcopal School. We used to play them in sports. Okay. And I, like, I'm shocked that they have a four-star center, four-star any football player. Well, th- we'll get to that in a second. So... 
named his Final Four, Texas, Alabama, LSU, and Auburn. He has a twin brother, Tommy Brockemeyer, who is a five-star offensive tackle, and there's a feeling that they're going to play together. So landing him would be a big deal. The Brockemeyer brothers, they have visited Auburn twice. Twice. The first time was the Iron Bowl last year. Oh. So obviously that had a lasting impression. And then the second one, I think they came in February and just kind of mm-hmm. hang out. Not the Iron Bowl, but still fun. Maybe they took in a basketball game. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, and they're planning on their official visit sometime in the future. But that'd be awesome. And we, we talked about it on yesterday's podcast that we mm-hmm. recorded on Friday. And kind of the feeling was, okay, they're starting to get this offensive line class together. And if mm-hmm. they could get the, the Brockermeyer brothers, that would be... That'd be nice. That would give him three tackles in the class. Wow. That's a lot of tackles. That's more than uh, Auburn typically gets. Three more. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, to go back to what you said about the uh, the center being football or basketball, I don't know if you remember, I think it was during football season, actually, um, a center committed to North Carolina over Auburn. Mm-hmm. And I was very confused because I was like, that doesn't really seem like like why would a football player really choose North Carolina over Auburn? And like, you know, looking on Twitter, everyone's just talking about this center, blah blah. blah. And then I finally get to the one tweet that's like, oh yeah, he's a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I'm like that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it, it is weird to me. There are so many words in our language, and it's like we we came up with guard and center for yeah. uh, for football and basketball. Like that's what we're going with. Guard is a little easier though. Because if they list a height or a weight, you're like, oh, okay, it's one or the other. Okay. Like, realistically, in college basketball and college football, like, tackles could, or not tackles, centers could be the same size. Especially coming out of high school because they haven't really gained all that weight yeah. yet. Yeah, that's true. Like, you could theoretically be a six seven center. Granted, that'd be a little tall for a, a center in college football. but Sign like, me up for it. Yeah. Let's put Austin Wiley down there in front of Bo Nix. Let's see what happens. Yeah. No. No, let's not do that. Let's get Malik Dunbar out wide. Make him a tight end. That'd be awesome. It does blow my mind a little bit that, like, the guys that play, like, small forward in basketball would be, like, tight ends or offensive linemen in football. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, you know, like Julio Jones or A.J. Green. Of uh, A physical freak? Yeah. Yeah. Seth Williams? I, he's just not 6'5". Yeah, like, that's. that's or 6'6", six, six or whatever. Love the guy, but I mean, physically, I mean, there's just only so much. But hey, that's okay. All right, so um, other uh, speaking of offensive line recruiting, Jaden Roberts, he's announcing tomorrow where he's going to play Wednesday, based on Wednesday the uh, 27th, I believe. And he is deciding between Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Baylor, LSU, and Oklahoma State. It seems like it's down to three. Alabama, Auburn, and Oklahoma State. But this is a four-star. I've seen them listed at guard and at tackle in different places. Um, but North Shore High School in Houston, teammates with Demetrius Davis. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. You like that? Um, that's. I mean, that's important, right? Obviously, your quarterback trusts Auburn enough to, to commit to go to school there. Um, hopefully, they're doing, you know, hopefully Demetrius Davis will. Demetrius. What? Demetrius Davis. What did I say? Demetrius. It's Demetrius Davis. Okay. This is going to be a big issue. Um, yeah, you did it yesterday, too. We're going to need a nickname. All right. We can just call him D for now. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Auburn quarterback commit. 
future baby goat. Hopefully, uh, you know, he's doing a little recruiting in-house there, and and they'll come to Auburn together. That, narrowing eight schools to one, it's just like a lot. I think it's really down to three. I read a few different articles from different teams covering him or different folks covering different teams that are going after him. And, like, the Alabama article, the Alabama slant, said it was pretty much down to Auburn, Alabama, and Oklahoma State. So, we'll see. But this is this kind of goes along with what we were saying about the Auburn quarterback commit, D, that he, uh, you know, he's surrounded by, call it, you know, Division One talent. Yeah. Um, this is a great example. I'm guessing that this guy plays tackle because if you've got a guy that's this good who's listed as a tackle slash guard right. in, in in high school football, you're going to put him at tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that that is something that makes me a little nervous about D, but it is hopefully uh, hopefully they could be a little Greg Little Kyler Murray combo. I one more uh, football recruiting note. Ooh, if you're ready for it. Jimori Robinson, 6'6", 248-pound defensive end, JUCO product from Alexandria, Virginia, plays at Monroe Community College. Uh, There's a story up at Auburn Undercover. Auburn was the first to get in with this guy, first to offer, Mm -hmm. and it seems like it's paying off. It seems like he's gaining some traction. Um, Syracuse, North Carolina, Virginia Tech have started kind of gaining, uh, gaining interest with him. But um, yeah, there's a there's an interview up there with him kind of saying, "Hey, Auburn, Auburn was first, and that's important." So I think that is something good. We've seen this Auburn coaching staff like to add junior college talent. I'm a fan of JUCO guys. I know for some reason some Auburn fans are really anti JUCO. They do the whole like, "Well, if you get a JUCO player, despite him being better than what you have on the roster and an instant impact at a position of need." Uh, they're like, well, you didn't get him as a freshman, so uh, you can't develop talent. No, no, Auburn's had had a pretty good run at JUCO guys, so uh, I'm kind of not in that camp. I'm pro JUCO on any on any team, but mm, it is what it is. So uh, I'm pro six six two eighty five defensive end two forty eight. Never mind. Yeah, two forty eight six six two forty eight. I was actually talking with Painter Sharpless. Someone's got to get a cheeseburger. Man, Uh, that's that's exactly what Painter said. Yeah, and I'm like, I agree. I agree. So that is Jamori Robinson. Um, uh, yes, I gotta ask. Okay, Monroe Community College. I I guess that's in Virginia. Yes. Uh, when you say Monroe, I immediately think Louisiana. Really? Um, I don't know if that's just a me thing or what, but community colleges are weird. What do you? Uh, what comes to mind when I say um, Frisky Whiskey? Um, probably the biggest liquor store I've ever been in. I think so. Ten thousand square foot liquor store. It's one of the largest in the state of Georgia. And you also uh, got a huge variety of liquor, hundreds of bottles of wine, and a large selection of local and domestic craft beer. Liquor prices are significantly lower than ABC stores, especially in Alabama, if you want to just go right across the border to uh, to do that due to tax purposes and all of that. So 30-minute drive from Auburn, very quick, located off of Exit 2 on I-85 in West Point, Georgia. You can just follow the billboards. One-stop shop for liquor, beer, wine, tobacco, and lottery. Check out Frisky Whiskey. Tell them the folks at Locked On Auburn sent you. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. 
Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, you mentioned this right before we uh, we got things going, Michael, but the SEC presidents and chancellors voted last week to open campuses for voluntary activities on June 8th for athletes. I'm pumped. I mean, this just gets us one step closer to what I definitely think is going to happen, which is that college football season is going to start on time, even if there aren't, you know, full a full stadium of fans. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a, another step in the right direction. Um, the Auburn president has said students are going to be back in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some. Other, I, I don't think the SEC is really the conference that we're going to be looking at having issues of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know how much we love football down here, and it's going to happen. Yeah, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said that the SEC is moving forward with plans to start fall seasons as scheduled. So we talked to Coach Karen Hoppe as well early, mm-hmm. earlier, in se- or earlier in the off season, and she's kind of in the same boat. And I, I love being able to talk to a coach about this. It's like, are you just preparing as if it's going to happen? And she's like, yeah, you, you have to. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you see Malzahn say similar things as well as different coaches throughout the SEC. So I think this is encouraging. I think I would be shocked if we do not have college football this season. So we will um, we'll see, but it really seems like everything's moving in the right direction, yep. which is um, which is important. Yeah, um, my I'm with my parents over the weekend for Memorial Day weekend, and uh, my dad was asking me like what they're saying inside the athletic department and and what we're hearing about, and I'm like, we're hearing the same thing everyone else is. Like we're they're preparing as if there's a season and blah blah blah. My dad's my dad goes, okay, well. The we had to buy our season tickets already. So like, what happens if there's not? And I'm like, Dad, Dad I don't know. Like, I, I think I that's part of the reason why there will be. A I, season. I'm like, I don't think they know. But at the same time, it's one of those things where, you know, they have to prepare as if there's going to be fans, right? Because they can't wait on on that announcement. In you know, what if they don't announce that till two days before the game? They couldn't possibly get everyone's payments and get everyone their season tickets and and sell all the tickets and everything in time. So they yep. have to prepare as if there is a season. Um, the I think the bigger issue is going to be if they say that there aren't fans and then some of the schools are like, we appreciate all your donations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> hey, if, if you are a season ticket holder for Auburn, um, we'd love to hear from you. 205-502-4285. You can call or text that. 205-502-4285. I'm just curious... Would you be okay with them saying, okay, only half of the season tickets, like do you mind pausing for a year and coming back with that? What would your thoughts be on that? Or if they moved your seat to kind of spread you out? I'm just genuinely curious if you wouldn't mind calling that and kind of give us some um, some feedback or text us. I think it's probably more likely that they're just like season ticket holders only. Right. Because most, I mean, most people, if they are getting more than one season ticket, they're family members, right? So you're pretty much only sitting next to your family members. And then, granted, I, I don't you know. You still got to spread them out. But yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that. All right. We got some basketball recruiting stuff and some basketball. Um, I think Auburn basketball kind of finding its way on the national stage this weekend. That's coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, looking at basketball, Jonathan Kaminga, the top recruit in the 2021 class, it seems like it's a foregone thing that he's going to reclassify to be in the 2020 class, but he has narrowed his list down uh, to uh, potential landing spots, four colleges, and then, of course, the NBA G League. So Auburn, Duke, Kentucky, and Texas Tech, and the and the G League, 6'8", 210-pound forward. Uh, he is a native of Congo. I think anybody who narrows it down to a bunch of teams in the G League is probably picking the G League based on kind of what we've seen so far, but we'll still be, uh, we'll still be fun so- to monitor. Well, the fact that Auburn's in with this guy is crazy. So he is reclassifying. That You said it's a foregone conclusion he reclassifies to be in this class. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Then I think there's a much hot, like, there's a better chance of him picking the G League. Um, I, 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 would, I, I think he's picking the G League. Really? I do, yeah. I don't know, man. I've been wrong on a lot of these yeah, basketball recruits. This is so. the first time that we've really seen guys pick the G League, and we saw two of them do it, and at least two, maybe more, that I wasn't paying attention to. But we haven't seen if they can be successful doing it yet. You know, so... I, I yeah, mean, but you can make a I few know. hundred grand just by signing a piece of paper to play basketball. Like, huh? Yeah, oh. I mean, you can do that at Duke also. Whoa! 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 Okay! Yikes! You Who said that? You Goodness go, gracious. Yeah, where did that come from? You go away for a weekend, and you come back a little salty. I mean, you just got to get your Duke basketball jabs in where you can before they just win again. Um, yeah, I mean, I get that. But most of these guys, I mean, even if you blow out your knee or something, you're still going to get drafted. True. I mean, I don't know. but And you can say what you want about the experience. Most of these guys are only going to be here for a semester or a semester. Well, really, they take classes for a semester and then they enroll and say, I wouldn't. I mean, if I was one of these recruits, I would go to class and never do any work. I would take zeros on everything because I knew I was going to drop out in March or April, right? So You're too much of a nerd for that. You would not be able to do it. I I mean, I guess, but if I was, like, if I was going to... You're John Wall, you're approaching it differently, you think? Yeah, I mean... That's fine. If I got injured, especially, I would just drop out immediately. Uh Uh-huh. Like, if they were like, you're going to be at one game, I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> not, not worth it. Um, okay. They, so we'll see. I mean, this guy might put, I don't know. I mean, they're offering yeah, we'll, them we'll scholarships see. for their education. We so have done nothing say, for the last yeah, two minutes. Let's I move know. to another topic. Is that yeah. okay? All right. Charles Barkley with um, on TNT mm-hmm. this past weekend with, it was called The Match, right? With Yeah, The Match. With Tom. Two? Was it two? Yeah, champions so, for charity or something. Yeah, with Tom and um, Peyton and, Manning and Phil versus Tiger and Peyton Manning and Charles Barkley really stole the show. Uh, that was the most watched round of golf in the history of golf. Six and a half million viewers. It's crazy to me that the Masters doesn't get six and a half million viewers. That kind of blew me away a little bit. Well, it was the most watched on cable. Okay, because they the only comparison was a decade ago when Tiger. Played his first, it was like Tiger's first weekend back at Augusta. Got it. Um, 
I I don't know. I don't know about because usually the Masters is on CBS, and most of the golf stuff is on CB like network television CBS. Okay. So I don't. I think they're rated differently. Got it. Because I don't. Because you don't have to pay extra for CBS, but you pay extra for TNT or ESPN. Ah, I see what you're saying. Okay, that makes more sense then to me. But yeah, Charles Barkley stole the show. And the whole, like, you know, it was him and then, like, JT, where he mm-hmm. was, you know, the Alabama golfer was, you know, the, the kind of back and forth there. I mean, the the Auburn-Alabama rivalry was on a national stage, yet again, finding its way into golf. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, the Charles had the GED line yeah. going to Justin Thomas. I mean, even, you know, from a broader SEC scope, Peyton Manning um, talking about his uh, how they asked if he wanted to like kind of match with Tiger, and Peyton was like, "Absolutely not! I'm not wearing black and red. Are you kidding me? I'm not letting Kirby Smart get a picture of me wearing Georgia colors." Right. Uh, that I thought was funny. I mean, one of the I think the biggest takeaways that people had was just how relatable um, golf kind of makes everyone. Like Tom Brady is this. I mean, probably the most successful football player who's ever played. Sure. Most people would say he's the best quarterback who's ever played. Um, And, like, he goes out there and shoots, like, a very normal-looking game of round of golf. Like, a very relatable round of golf where he's just, like, super angry. Like, obviously so mad for the first seven holes or whatever. Hits that ridiculous shot on yeah, the uh, on eagle, eight yeah. to make eagle says something snarky back at Chuck. Yeah, he's like, and take that, like, Chuck. Yeah, and then it's just like in a great mood for the reason. Like, I don't even <laughs> care about the golf anymore. You know who else would have made that shot? Who? Jared Stidham. I don't. I don't know anything about Jared Stidham's golf game. Um, I think the odds of him making that exact same shot are pretty slim. Uh, I think Jared Stidham can do anything. Uh, he probably would have just hit a hole in one. Uh, for sure. He would have shot an eighteen. Yep. Absolutely. Um, or when Peyton won the closest to the pin, uh, like two pro golfers, two of the best golfers of all time are, are there, and the closest to the pin is Peyton Manning. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so this the, shows the how ridiculously difficult golf is, yeah. yeah, and how easy they make it all the time. I mean, it's just uh, the whole thing was great. You got to see kind of a more human side of all four guys. Mm-hmm. My favorite story that got told was when Peyton said that the day before during their practice round, um, he was up four, I guess with his handicap, he was up four on Tiger on 13. And Tiger said, Tiger was like, I bet you that I'll beat you like at the end. And Peyton was like, whatever, sure. And... So then they go to like the next hole, and Painter asked someone for help reading the greens, and the guy was like, "Oh no, Tiger told me y'all got a bet, and like I can't help you read the greens anymore." And Painter was like, uh, "Okay," and then lost. <laughs> Up four with five to play, makes a bet with Tiger Woods and loses. I'm shocked. Like that's just that is that's goat stuff right there. I mean, that's like the stories that you hear from Michael Jordan, where someone says something to him when they're down eight with three minutes left, and then they win the game because Michael Jordan's pissed. Like, yeah. That was just so cool that Charles Barkley was and the I mean, people are saying like Charles Barkley needs to be on all the golf broadcasts now because he was so good. Just needs to be on every broadcast. I agree. Just put him in every TV show. Anytime there's a sporting event, get him on there. And he shot a double. Almost shot a, almost got the bogey for charity. Let's blame Justin Thomas. Where can people find you, friend? Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato.
Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Follow it on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 